This is the Dental Elements Podcast, the podcast for the dental profession and everyone on the team. A dental hygienist who's also a consultant and a dental assistant who also owns a brewery. Shatter the stigma by bringing a podcast that is for everyone in the profession. Join us for a refreshing conversation with innovators, collaborators, and inspirers. Cheers to that. Welcome back. We have Noreen Raja. He is the CEO of Equa Marketing, which is a full-service marketing company. We are going to be discussing the five biggest marketing mistakes that dental practice owners make and how you can learn from them. Welcome, Noreen. So I will let you go ahead and just tell us a little bit about yourself. Thank you so much for having me today, Cindy. I really appreciate being on your podcast. Uh, I really appreciate you inviting me and I'm really looking forward to our conversation today. Uh, my name is Narain Arulraja um, and uh, I have uh, 16 plus years of experience working with dental practice owners and I'm the CEO of Equa Marketing, E-K-W-A Marketing, Equa Marketing. Uh, we are a full service uh, marketing agency with a focus on making the phone ring. We are known for SEO, so we we help our clients rank for hundreds of keywords and phrases like dentist near me or veneers uh, uh, near the top of Google. So when somebody Googles or searches for all these different things that you do, we really are good at helping you show up without having to pay money for ads. That's called SEO, search engine optimization. Uh, I'm also have written quite a few books. Uh, if you go to equa.com in the media section, you can see hundreds of books and uh, articles I've written over the years. So, you know, you can read them if you're interested, uh, a resource for you. And I also co-host a couple of podcasts, uh, one of them being The Thriving Dentist Show. That's thrivingdentist.com with Gary Takas, thrivingdentist.com. So I do a bunch of things. Uh, our team is 250 people close to now. And uh, so I like, creating new things. I'm an entrepreneur, so that's in my blood, I guess. So I like, you know, coming up with new ideas, trying them out, see what works and keep improving. Yeah, that's great. And I listened to your podcast before and it's definitely something everybody in the dental profession should listen to. And you have a Facebook page too. Are you part of the I Love Dentistry? Yes. So that's a group we started, I Love Dentistry. So that's a Facebook group with 14,000 plus uh, doctors in it. And the idea is that, you know, dentistry is stressful and dentistry has done so much for all of us in dentistry. So it's a place to kind of go back and connect with your peers and kind of be there for each other. A, A loving place where people are appreciative and helpful as opposed to just one more place where you feel down. I mean, we have so many of those places, right? Watch CNN or any of those TV networks. It's like, you know, crisis day after day after day. So just how do you kind of get out of that negative space or mind space and just recharge? Thank you for mentioning that. Yeah, that's good. You can love dentistry and you can love your career. So it's still a good thing, right? <laughs> you don't need to focus on the all the negative stuff. We need good, positive love. So I love love. Today, we're going to talk about the five biggest marketing mistakes dental practice owners make and then how we can um, learn from those. So do you want to tell us what are the five biggest mistakes? Oh, absolutely. So I'll just list each of them. And then I guess perhaps we can go through one by one and talk in depth. The first mistake that practice owners make is they don't take enough time to understand how the dental buyer thinks or how they 
function when they are trying to make a decision on you know which dentist to go to. So understanding the dental buyer's journey, that's the first thing you need to do. Second is, um, you know, SEO is not easy. I'm going to be honest. 95% of the practices don't get any traffic from Google. So 5% have such a big advantage. But if you can get into that 5% that's getting all the free traffic from Google, you have an advantage. So not understanding how SEO works, not mastering it is the second mistake. Uh, the third mistake I see practice owners making is they make a lot of money on PPOs. Uh, you know, and because if you think about your insurance, your PPO plan, it's an alternative to marketing. What is the PPO plan doing? It's sending you new patients. In exchange, you give, you know, 40%, 50% of every dollar you should have made if they were a fee-for-service patient to that insurance company, either in terms of fee control, like they control how much you make, or in terms of the adjustments. So that's the third mistake, like wasting money on PPO plans. The fourth mistake I see some practices make, um, they feel like because they're not good at SEO, they're not good at organic marketing, they feel like they have to depend on Google AdWords. And that can be really expensive. I'm not saying Google AdWords is bad for everyone. I think it is good if you are smart and we'll get into that and if you use it in a certain way. But if you are not very effective in how you use it, it can be a money pit. You can easily spend an extra $50,000, $100,000 in a year in ads and then not have much to show for it. And the last and the fifth mistake that practice owners make is the average dental practice in the United States is only converting one third of new patient calls into appointments. So if you're getting 100 new patient calls, the average dental practice only converts that into 33 new patients. So 66 of the new patients are kind of evaporating. So I do think it's a thing that you need to work on. Like, how do you convert all your new patient calls into new patient appointments? So those are the five mistakes, Cindy, that I noticed that practice owners are making in 2023. That is some good information. And I just had some eye-opening things, (laughs) but we'll back up and start from the beginning. So not understanding the dental buyer's journey. What do you mean by that? The dental buyer's journey. Absolutely. And unfortunately, or fortunately, the way we bought things didn't change for a long time, but it did change 20 years ago. So when we look at the modern world, what I mean is we all have TVs and radios. I'm kind of taking myself back to 1990s, 1980s. In those days, the way we bought things is most of us, when we buy a service from a local person in this example dentist we would go to the yellow pages we would flip through the yellow pages we'll go to the section called dentistry and typically we'll see the first page which is the biggest ad and then the next page which might have two half page ads and then we kind of quickly glance through it we see if that particular practice will meet our needs and we'll go to them i know some young people here probably anybody who's younger than 40 won't even understand what i mean by yellow pages but anybody i guess i'm 47 i guess who's older than 40 probably know what yellow pages is so that's how we got information about local businesses now google came along and all that changed and what google did is instead of you going to that booth where you keep your landline phone. In those days, we didn't have cell phones, it was all landline phones, and go through that yellow page book, which is sitting next to that phone. It said, okay, you now have this 
answer machine in your pockets, in your computers. So today people use Google 8.7 billion times a day. So the dental buyer's journey today starts on Google. They start by typing what they need. They start by researching a particular service like Invisalign, or they start by researching the doctor. So they're just Googling their questions or typing their questions. And um, after they type their questions, uh, they are not typing the questions to see what the ad answers are because they all know anybody can buy ads. They are typing the questions to see what the SEO of free answers are. So let's say I type in best Invisalign dentist, Chicago, or any city name that I'm putting there. And then your website shows up. So key first is you have to show up. If you don't show up, then you are missing out. And then second, once your website shows up, there's a good chance I'll click on it if you're one of the first few organic or free listings. And when I click on it, in 90 seconds, are you convincing me that you are the right person for me? So let me kind of go through that. So what are the three things that people look at that you need to answer in 90 seconds once they click on your link? It's, are you an expert? In other words, do you have a lot of knowledge in this particular area? So if it's Invisalign, what can you show them to make sure that they know that you have done a lot of Invisalign cases? Second is, do I like you? You know, dentistry and all healthcare is very personal. So if people don't like you, they don't feel comfortable with you, the chances of them coming to you is not that high. And lastly, it's, um, you know, do I trust you? So again, it goes back to the idea of you're an expert. We trust experts. So reviews, uh, before and after pictures, uh, videos, anything to kind of showcase that you're really good at Invisaligns is a good way to get them to trust you. Now, with internet, we live in internet speed. We do everything very fast. I mean, as opposed to in the old days, you needed information, you had to go to the library. That's a three-hour project. Now you want everything done in one or two minutes, you know, at the most. So your job is to A, show up on Google when people are doing the research, because if they don't show up, you're not part of the answer. That's a big problem. And then once you do show up, especially without an ad and organically, can you answer these questions in 90 seconds? I see most practices, 95% of the practices suck at this. A, they don't show up on Google. And then B, even if they do, they don't answer these questions quickly, like these three questions. Yes, I'm an expert. Yes, you will trust me. And yes, you like me. So those three questions. So is that part of the SEO, like the mastering SEO portion? Yeah, SEO is just showing up on Google, right? It doesn't get into, you know, like what happens in those 90 seconds when people are deciding whether to call you or not. So to me, it's like two sides of the same coin. SEO is valuable. Again, it's not for everyone, but if you like to be in that 5%, and if you like to be in that 5% who's getting all the free traffic, then SEO is for you. When you are in that 5% and you rank, if people don't get answers to those three questions, then it won't work. So let me kind of get into SEO. So how do you get into the top 5%? Now, Google made $224 billion last year from Google Ads. This is the fiscal year 2022. If I were to put this in perspective, there are only like 50-ish countries, 52 or 53 countries that make more money than Google's ad business makes for Google. So Google makes so much money from its ads. So if I'm making so much money, I mean, literally more than 170 countries make in an entire year, when we look at their GDP, I don't want that number to go down. I want that number to keep growing. So the way I do it, if I have a Google is, I make SEO super hard. So people don't get free traffic. People meaning business owners don't get free traffic. And therefore now you all have to give me money for ads. Brilliant game. And because it's free, we can't complain because, you know, how can you complain when somebody gives you something for free? 
Well, they can set the rules they want, you know, uh, as long as it's free. So the way Google did it is they said, okay, the two founders of Google went to Stanford and that's where they met. And they loved the way Stanford and all these top universities work in terms of their admissions. They look at five or six areas and you have to ace all of them, like your entrance exam, SAT, you know, that, you know, whatever the entrance exam, you have to ace your GPAs. You have to have like 4.0 GPAs. You have to have amazing references, amazing essays, amazing interviews, amazing extracurriculars. If you crush every one of them, there is a chance you will get into the top university. So Google said SEO is going to be kind of like that. There are six areas. If you crush all of them, then you will get into the 5% that's getting all the traffic for free. And nobody could complain because that's the meritocracy idea that we all used to, right? The idea that the smart, the hardworking people should be rewarded and the lazy people shouldn't be. You know, that's the spirit of that entire argument. Uh, So, you know, people bought into it and that's what Google does. Now, the challenge is... To get into a university, let's say your best dental school, you're only doing it once in a life. Here you're doing it every day. Just because you had amazing rankings yesterday doesn't mean you're going to have amazing rankings today. Why Google algorithms are changing like 3,000 times a year or eight times a day. So what we found is you need to have dedicated people working on each one of these six areas. I'll just list them out for you. NAP, name, address, phone number, consistency, which is all the other sites which has your name, address, and phone number. Do they have it consistently? So if your name, the word Boulevard is written BLVD in one place, uh, your address, then everywhere the word BLVD should be written exactly the same way. So it's all about having your name and address and phone number written consistently everywhere on the internet. Second one is Google Lighthouse score. So every page gets a score of one to 100 in four areas. Are you getting closer to 100 in all four areas? If you are, Google will give you a tool you get an A for that. I mean, you get an excellent from Google for that. Quality backlinks. Who's linking to you and are they good quality links? Again, you have to do it page by page. Uh, Original content. Google is very picky on you having words that are not copied from anywhere else. Not at all copied. So anything more than 5% that's duplicate, you get penalized. So again, there are rules and methods you have to pay attention to. Google Eat, which is a very specific algorithm that only affects certain sectors, including healthcare. So there are six areas. And last but not least, Google reviews. So what we figured out is like you need to or you need to have a team that's focused on all these six areas. So every week, every month, you are at the top of Google in these six areas. Therefore, you are one of the few sites that is getting 95% of the traffic for free. But it's worth it because, you know, Everyone uses Google. 90% of the people use Google when they do research around healthcare. Right, right. We use it for a lot of things. So that's some really good information right there. And when you say pages, you mean like every page on your website, everything that you have online should be match up as far as spelling and continuity. So everything is I mean, the same uh, across the board. Yeah, I mean, literally you can write a 10,000 page book on Google because it's so complex. So we found you can't have a single person who knows everything. So we have like specialists. So NAP, for example, which is name, address, phone number, consistency. It's about finding all the websites you can have information about your practice and then working with each one of them. So you will have people who know how to work with Yelp. You will have people who know how to work with CitySearch, all these different providers and making sure Everyone has the exact same name information. So in theory, it's easy, but doing it is a lot of 
experts and people working together to make it all happen. So it's kind of a little tricky when it comes to executing on these things. Yeah. Uh, but that's how Google makes SEO super hard. So you give them the $224 billion. I mean, imagine everyone gets free traffic. Nobody's going to give Google any money. So Google made sure that 95% of practice owners don't get free traffic. So they make billions from dentists. Guess what I saw today? A squeezed pee. That's right. A squeezed pee. Do you know what a squeeze pee is? Well, if you don't, I'm going to tell you. A squeeze pee is a pee pod. So it's a pee pod and there's three little peas in the pod and one of them has a cute little smiley face on them. And what you can do is give these to your patients if they're anxious or nervous or perhaps if you want one yourself. And you just squeeze the little pods until you pop the peas out. Kind of like edamame, you know, you can pop the little peas out. Anyway, super cute little green peas and one of them has a cute little smile smiley face on them so yes squeeze peas i know you want one i know you want to squeeze one i know i do i'm gonna get me one so check out smilemakers.com and use code dap20 to get yourself some squeeze peas dap20 for 20 percent off of any order it doesn't have to be squeeze peas just go to smilemakers.com cheers so if you have somebody like probably your, your company that has people that specialize that can crack the code it's always changing. They know each area specifically. And so then they can work with you to, to do yeah, it correctly sort of, and not waste your time and money. Like, you know, the answers for the day anyway. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it comes down to people and hours, right? So having the right experts put in the right amount of hours. So uh, typically we put 200 hours when we start a project that's in the first two months. And then we are putting minimum 30 hours a month, every month in all these areas. See, what we are doing is not rocket science. It is not like you can't do it. It's just you need to know what to do, and then you need to have the person who knows what to do doing it. That's really the secret. And if you do it, there's no way you can lose. So like we keep 95% of our clients every year, and the reason they don't never leave us is they're ranking for 200 keywords, 300 keywords, and it has been happening for 10 years, 15 years, every day, every month. So this works. It just it takes hard work. And discipline. That's all it is. So if you are a very disciplined, organized, hardworking person and you have all the people to do the work, this is easy. But because most people are not, Google gets away with 95% of the practices getting almost no traffic for free. Right. And then I love what you said about the PPO. I never thought of it like a marketing. I know people do sign up to get patients, but I never thought of it as being a super expensive way to market. Can you explain what you mean like by wasting money on PPOs and more about that? Yeah, absolutely. So PPOs, they're brilliant business people, whoever came up with the insurance industry, because they go to the dentist or the doctor and say, hey, you know what, Mr. Doctor, Miss, you know, you just started. I'm going to give you patience because of course you need patience to work on. And what they never really emphasize is I'm going to keep half the money. So in other words, you're going to earn $1,000. I'll keep half and I'll pay you the other half. And why are you giving me half? Because I'm giving you the patient. So in exchange for that, me giving you the patient, you give me half of the money. And they make it super hard, right? One, there are all kinds of rules like, oh, the patient showed up in five months and 29 days is rejected. Now you have done the work and patient is mad and you just spent you know, $200 worth of dentistry. And then now you don't make a penny because they reject the claim. They set your fee schedule. They're like, well, 
even though we don't cover implants or veneers or many other things you do, we're going to control what you can charge for those fees, for the privilege of us giving you patients, right? Then also, they don't pay you the full amount. They take a piece off. So let's say your crown is, let's say UCR fees, usual customary and regular fees, $1,200. Let's make it easy, $1,000. They will say, well, you can publish $700 and out of the $700, we'll pay you $500. So instead of you making $1,000 for that work, because you're still going to do the same quality work, whether they're paying you half or less, so you're still doing the $1,000 crown, but you only get paid $500. Now imagine this happening for every patient, every time, for the whole year. So every dollar you make, you give them 50 cents on the dollar. So you work for one hour, 30 minutes goes to the PPO guys. The other 30 minutes is for you and your team and your rent and your electricity and your supplies, especially because it's coming off of the top, right? Remember, it's not like you are giving them a check for 50,000 for sending those patients. They're just taking the money off right off the top and they are paying you the balance. You don't feel it, but it's a lot. Like, you know, we have done calculations, a typical practice that's 80% PPO dependent and collecting a million dollars will be writing off $536,000. Plus you have to hire somebody full-time to fight to get your 50% work and struggle and fighting for the money that you... That's your money. Yeah, you already did the work and you have to wait and you have to beg and you have to call and then they deny and, you know, then they audit you and it's just almost like you're wondering why did I get into, you know, yes. healthcare? Because it's, just, and it's a vicious cycle because then you're dependent on them and then they have more the control over you, right? Because to use that. Because your business is so weak, the only way you can get patients is through them. But then they pay you so little, now you have to like work twice as hard. And like you said, it's a vicious cycle. Of course, you can get out of it one by one by one. So what I recommend from a solution standpoint is, you know, first beef up your marketing. So you're getting new patients from outside of PPO, right? Because you need a plan B before. It's almost like you want to ditch this abusive person in your relationship, you need to have, you know, maybe some other way to generate income, you know, so you're not depending on that person, right? So work on that plan B, start getting new patients from other sources. And then once that is getting better, you're getting 10 new patients from the other source, then hey, drop the worst plan. Because the worst plan is not bringing you 10, maybe they're bringing five new patients. Drop the next worst plan and the next worst plan. Before you know it, your economics just start changing because you're not giving up 50% of your money or the other patients, rather you're keeping all your money. So all of a sudden, for the same amount of work, you're making, you know, $1,000 an hour as opposed to, you know, $400 an hour. I'm just using simple math. So now that extra profits you're collecting will allow you to drop even more plans and invest more in marketing. So I had a client, you know, she was working four and a half uh, days a week, making six fifty. You know, only marketing was PPO, and then as her SEO marketing started working, she started dropping them one by one. She ended up making one point three million, working three and a half days. So she dropped a day, and she makes double the money. Why? Because she's getting paid full fees for all the work she does. Yes, and you can have less team members, or the team members that you have, you can put to work doing more thinks they're going to make better money and they're going to be happier because they're not fighting with insurance companies and exactly trying to prove their innocence every single day. <laughs> yeah. And, and when she went from four and a half days to three days, she still paid them for the whole week. 
you know, she didn't cut back because she's making double the money. She could care less. You know, imagine like you work three days instead of four and a half. Yes. And you get the same money you you made when you were working four and a half and, days. Yeah. They love her to death. They will go, you know, and jump off a cliff for her. And everybody's happier. Hygienists are happier because you can do what's best for your patient. It's not all about time or documentation or doing everything for the insurance company or letting the insurance company decide what treatment it's about the patient it's so much better life's much better on the other side right yeah exactly <laughs> PPOs. that's great and then what about wasting money on adwords so you're talking about adwords and how it could be a waste of money as well yeah adwords is good in two cases uh, one is if you're a startup and why do people buy a practice? Because they are buying patients, right? So let's say you buy a practice for a million dollars and you get 2,000 patients. So on day one, you are bringing in cash flow. On day one, you know, you have, let's say, $80,000 in revenue coming in per month. Now, the other way to build that million dollars of business is by acquiring patients. Now, if you want to do it quickly, SEO, the downside is it takes time. Like I tell clients, you'll take in a year before you are like super happy with us because by the time you're ranking for 100 keywords, it could take in a year. So you have to be patient. But once the year passes, then it's all gravy. It's almost like the wine that becomes more and more valuable. But for the first year, you have to wait. Now with ads, it's instant, you turn it on, you have the patient. So if you're a startup practice and you need an extra 100 patients a month and you need it like this minute, then ads make sense. The other time when it makes sense is, let's say you have very high value patients. Let's say you are doing a full mouth case and it's 40 grand and you're going to spend two grand to get that patient. It's still worth it because, you know, some people say, well, when I make 40 grand, spending two grand on ads is worth it. But the challenge with ads is, I'll tell you some other stat. Person who comes to your website, Google SEO, is spending 90 seconds. A person who's coming to your website from Google Ads is spending an average of 15 seconds. So there is a 6x difference in time that the person who comes from SEO spends versus ads. Why? Because SEO they know is not an ad, so they trust it. So they are willing to spend six times more time answering these questions. You are an expert. You know, do I trust you? Do I like you? But when they don't trust you because they know they just click, they're looking for a reason to get out. So you have to do an unbelievable job in convincing them really fast. You are an expert. They like you. They trust you. So you have to be like super good at like convincing them super fast. And most practices are not like 99% of the practices can't convince me in 15 seconds that they're really good for that thing. In. So what ends up happening is because they are not amazingly tuned in terms of how they do their marketing, their websites and all that stuff, they could easily waste money. So they are putting a lot of money in ads, but it doesn't convert into patients because they can't convince people quickly enough. So that's what I'm saying. Ads can be a lot of waste of money because A, it's at least five to six times more expensive than Google SEO. Plus, if you're not super optimized, you would lose a lot. Like you would be getting the people going to your website, but nobody's calling. So you're like losing all those people and you're wasting all that money. So use it strategically and get really good at the marketing funnel and, you know, convincing people very fast before you put more money into ads. Okay. So you talk about converting new patient calls into actual patients. So you spend all this time, money, waiting, and then the patient calls. So if only one third 
are converting. How do you recommend the practices can change that or convert patients? Yeah, I think the number one issue is 99% of the practices in the United States do not know what their conversion rate is. If I could call any practice owner and say, hey, what's your conversion rate? Conversion rate is defined as the number of new patients who book appointments divided by number of new patient calls. So if you get 100 people calling you because they need some help, whether it's a toothache or whether it's implants or whether it's a doctor who they can go for their regular cleanings, whatever it is, if there are 100 of those people calling, what percentage of them are actually booking an appointment to come see you? Now, because they don't know what their conversion rate is, they all assume they're doing really well. Of course, when you assume you are doing really well, that's when the problem starts, right? So you get complacent, you have no idea, it just goes in circles. So the first thing you have to do is to know what your conversion rate is. How do you find out your conversion rate? There's no way to sugarcoat it. Listen to all the calls. Listen to every call. So you record it and then you listen to it and then you start writing down, oh, this is a new patient call. And out of this, this person converted. This is another new patient call. This one did not convert. So what's the total number of people who called for new patients versus how many you converted? So it's a lot of, it's a labor-intensive process, which is why doctors don't do it. Now, for a few of our clients, we do it as an extra service. But anyway, that's a separate discussion. You need somebody to listen to the calls and tell you what the conversion rate is. Next thing you have to do is, um, once you realize that, oh man, I'm only converting 39% or 46% or whatever your number is, set some targets. Say, so I define A as 70% conversion. Of course, it could be higher, but 70% is, is decent. Um, and then say, okay, right now we are at 39%. How do we slowly move that up? So think of it like as a long-term process. So the long-term process is both having a monthly meeting once you have the report to go through six calls. And hopefully the team that's giving you the report should give you four good calls and two bad calls. And then you play the call. Like it's all HIPAA compliant, so it's all recorded properly. So you play it with the team that answers the phone and say, hey, what could we do differently? And a lot of times they will coach themselves. And hopefully the team that's picking the six calls will give you some coaching as well. Like here are the things that were done right. Here are the things that perhaps could be changed. So as you do this month after month after month after month, what I notice is usually in a six-month period, 80% of the practices are at 70% or above. And then some might take a year and a half because they're so used to doing things the old way, which is like not really being good at selling. I mean, it is selling. Let's call a spade a spade. Like You have to win them over. You have to get them to trust you. You have to get them to believe in you and then book an appointment. That's something that you have to get good at doing. So it's really worthwhile though, because imagine, right? Imagine like you're spending $3,000 in marketing. It's like you taking 2,000 of those dollars and burning it. Because if you're only converting one third, the $2,000 is, you might as well not have spent the $2,000. So you're like, you're keeping $100 note and you're burning $200 notes. You're keeping $100 note and burning $200. Yeah. It's stupid. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. So this is something you need to really work on too, like because uh, some people have a problem of not having the phone ring enough because their marketing is weak and they're so dependent on PPO. Others have the problem is the phone is ringing, but they're not converting. So you need to figure out where you are and then fix, fix. Yeah, so then you're just adding stress if you're getting more calls, but if you're not converting them or getting the right kind of calls too, you want to be able to have that next step where you actually know what to do with the extra calls and get them converted fast too. I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Very important. And then, so what can a dental practice owner who listens to this episode today, what can they do to improve their digital marketing? 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, one thing that we can offer for everyone who's here is we can provide a marketing strategy meeting and that's at no cost. It's a 90 minute meeting and we will spend six hours prior to the meeting and we'll look at two things specifically. We look at the SEO side, like these six areas I touched on. How are you doing in each one of those six areas? How many keywords are you ranking for? Are you like crushing SEO? Are you not crushing SEO? So we'll give you a report card and a plan, like a 12-month plan. So regardless of whether you're getting Cs and Ds or As and A pluses, okay, if you're not getting As and A pluses, what does a 12-month plan look like? So by the end of 12 months, you're getting, you know, you're crushing SEO. The second part we look at is a dental bias journey. Like once I go to your page that's ranking in 90 seconds, other people are going to say, yes, this is a practice I'm calling on now. I'm not calling this office. So we give you that audit, meaning the report card plus the plan. It's a $900 value. It's our gift to you. The link is dentalmarketingsociety.com slash MSM. Dentalmarketingsociety.com slash MSM. So Dental Marketing Society is there to help practice owners who are looking to, you know, learn more about marketing. So we have events and, you know, different topics and so forth. So if you're interested, you can also sign up to that. It's dentalmarketingsociety.com and you can click on register. Uh, The membership is on us, but definitely take advantage of the marketing strategy meeting. I think it's a really good use of your time. Yeah, that sounds great. Very, very nice. And you don't know how your site's doing unless you have somebody look at it uh, from the outside and show you things that you might be missing with that. So that's a really good service that you're providing. Thank you. Absolutely. And um, you're right. I mean, like, it's good that you listen to the podcast, but you have to now know how this applies to you, right? I'm just giving you general things. Now, what this marketing strategy meeting is, it's kind of like, okay, what does this mean for your business at this very moment? You know, are you doing really well? And then keep doing it. If not, then, hey, you have a plan on what you need to do. Yeah, and there's no commitment, right? They could talk yeah, to you and have that. Meeting, there's no commitment at all. Like, it's just absolutely complimentary. No catch, no nothing. They get the report, they get the explanation, and then... What they do with that information is up to them. Yeah, yeah, that's great. And I like how you say you have to be patient as well because it does take time. And so you put all this work into it just when you want to give up, kind of like a diet or anything else, just when you're about to give up is when that five pounds is going to come off. So you have to be consistent. Consistency is king, right? Yeah, you're right. Consistency is king. It, it is. Exactly. It'll take time. And I don't like to tell people what they want to hear because then I know they'll be disappointed. I, I'll tell them sometimes things they don't want to hear. And you're right. It takes time. This is not a magic bullet. If you're expecting you talk to us and then tomorrow everything is hunky-dory, no, that's not going to happen. You need like at least a year before you start seeing meaningful changes. Yeah, and that gives you time to have your your team trained properly too with the phone and the conversion. And really, it's going to take you that time because exactly. it's probably going to start ringing more and more and more. And so then you have time to build up to that and then get rid of some of those PPOs in the meantime, right? <laughs> yeah, so best defense is best offense, right? Like when you are like, punching the opponent, the opponent is now on the defensive, right? Here, you can't even negotiate with the insurance plan because they know you don't have a choice. But once you are like getting all these other patients where you don't have to give them a penny on those patients, you can say, well, I'm going to drop you. And a lot of times they'll even bend over backwards. But a lot of times you would drop them because they're so bad. Even if they bend over backwards, it's not worth it. It's just too little too late. Yes. I wish we could just pull the bandit off together. Like just one, two, three, all dentists. And maybe someday, I mean, that, yeah, that's how I feel about it as well. I used to work in the insurance part of Friend. Just seeing that, I was like, this doesn't make sense. 
to me. And I was, you know, just a young girl starting out. It didn't even make sense to me back then. Well, it was nice having you on the show today. Thank you so much. I'm going to put all of the links in the show notes and then on the website, iroutyouon.com. And um, I love dentistry, dentalmarketingsociety.com. Where else can we find you? Yeah, equa.com, ekwa.com. And uh, once you go there, you can see our phone number and our meet with us, all that stuff. Okay. I'm sure that your SEO is great. So we can type in a question and find you really easily, right? <laughs> yes. Yes. Okay. Well, thank- you also came up with a simple name, ekwa.com. Ekwa.com. I like it. All right. Thank you. Thank you. And we'll have you back on again, hopefully soon. Thank you so much, Cindy. I really appreciate your time and I really appreciate your audience. Thank you so much. Yes. We appreciate you too. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Dental Elements Podcast. We truly appreciate your support and helping all these fine dental professionals share information with you, our listeners. And a very special thank you to Smile Makers for helping us make that happen. They are offering our listeners 20% off of any order by using code DAP20. That's right, 20% off any order. So DAP20, smilemakers.com. Check them out. 